Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 182. And today, I'm going to share with you how I stumbled on this new product idea, and you can too. I'm really, really excited about this. I never, ever thought that I possibly would even be going down this path. I'll share that with you during this episode. But uh, yeah, you just never know. I mean, you just never know. And I told this story the other day. Uh, I, I told it when I was on my walk and I was doing a Periscope. Uh, by the way, if you guys are not following me on Periscope yet, definitely go over there, download the app, Periscope, go over to Periscope, I believe it's periscope.tv, and uh, go there and search for at Scott Volker, you'll find me, and then from there, you can tune in whenever I do a uh, a little Periscope, or a little scope, as they call it, and uh, yeah, we can, uh, we can go on a walk together, or we could uh, have coffee together, because that's really what I do, but anyway, I was, I was uh, on my walk, and I was kind of letting people know um, you know, through this this thing that happened to me, you know, this conversation that I had with someone that brought this, you know, this situation to me or this not even a situation, but a an opportunity. But I was talking about never saying never. Have you ever said something like, you know, I would never do that. And then all of a sudden you find yourself, you know, five years later or four years later doing that thing that you said you would never do. I've got a few right off the top of my head. Number one, I told my father all the way back, let's see, 1992, probably 1993, uh, I told him I would never own a computer. I said, I will not do it. I see you on this computer. And he had a computer. I mean, back then it was when they were first, you know, starting to become something and he was on that thing and he was, you know, not playing games or anything really. It was more about, you know, for his business and this, that. And I'm like, I don't know how you can sit at that computer and be entering this stuff. And I I just don't get it, you know, and I'll never own a computer. And I said that all the way up to like when I got married. And then when I decided to get the computer, I ate my words because I needed it because I started running my own photography business, which a lot of you know about my, uh, you know, my uh, past as far as like what I did. Uh, so that's when I started needing the computer. So I, I ate my words there again. And then from there, my father never let, lets me live that down, by the way. So dad, if you're listening, you know, I get it now. Uh, and he's also taught me that, you know, every 10 years, your mind changes. It may be quicker for others, but every 10 year, years, your mind changes, you know, when you're younger you think differently than when you were 10 years older and then so on. And I, I did that again, a little story. Uh, you know, my wife and I, when we first got married, we owned SUVs, right? Sport utility, uh, trucks or vans or whatever you want to call them, right? They weren't really a van. They were, you know, sport utility vehicle. So we went ahead and we were always loving the sport, you know, models, right? So we're like, cool, we're, we're still young. You know, I had a Mustang when I was growing up, a 87 Mustang GT. It was my baby. And I always swore, even if I had kids, I would always have a cool car. Well, guess what? We had two kids. We're in getting an oil change one day. And we started looking around the showroom. We started looking at this van and it was really nice. I mean, it at that time, we thought it was really nice, you know, and it was really sleek looking and the, the doors open, they slid so you could get the kids in and out easier and uh, you could take longer road trips, might even had a TV in it, I forget if it did or not, and, uh, I, you know, I, I think we had, we bought extras that went on the back of the, the seat rest, but anyway, so we're sitting there and I looked at her and she looked at me and I said, you want to see what this thing would cost if we can, you know, maybe, maybe go ahead and, and, you know, finance this and she's like, yeah, all right, so we did, we took it for a test drive and all that, long story short, we walked out of that uh, showroom that day with a minivan. 
<laughs> and the funnier part of that story is to make it even cooler, my, my wife looked at me and she goes, is there any way we can get a spoiler on the back like that other van over there has? You know, the one on the back. It's just not, it's like a little tiny spoiler on the, on the back. It's like a little fin. And, uh, you know, they go, yeah, for an extra, I think it was like eight bucks a month or something like that. And we both looked at her. Yeah, it looks cooler. We're going to go ahead and get that spoiler on the back. So that was our, that was our, uh, you know, I will never get this. And here we are getting that one thing. So I've learned to not say never. I think I might've said I would never, ever, ever go into the supplement market. Um, but guess what? I may be going into that market. Yeah. I said it here. I said it on my walk the other day. Um, you know, not a supplement market that's all spammy and cheesy and all of that stuff where you're going after like Garcinia, uh, Cambogia and all of that. I'm, I'm not going after that. We're not going after like weight loss and melt off the weight. We're not doing any of that stuff. That stuff gets really spammy. That stuff gets really sleazy. I don't like that market. Um, I had someone recently that asked a question on one of the Ask Scott sessions and said, if I already have a current, you know, um, supplement that I'm selling, should I then take it on Amazon? And the answer was, yes, you should. I was saying, you don't necessarily want to just start up your own supplement company. Now, me personally, I don't know a lot about supplements. I just don't know, right? I mean, I know that there's a lot of ingredients that are good. Um, I actually take, um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Beachbody, but I did Insanity, uh, about three and a half years ago now, Insanity by Sean T. If you guys know that program, you know it's a, it's a beast. It's actually, it is insane. It's it, That's why it's called Insanity. And I was 40, uh, 39 when I did that. I'm 43 now. I was 39. I got in the best shape of my life. life. I, I lost like 20 pounds, um, you know, and I got in really good shape and it got me addicted at that time to fitness. And then I jumped into P90X. I did that. I started getting you know, almost like competition level type stuff. And I got a little obsessed with it, but I loved it. And uh, I wasn't taking overly like, you know, a ton of supplements, just like some some basic stuff. But they have uh, something they call Shakeology. And Shakeology is a lot of superfoods in it. And just there's a lot of science that go behind it. And I'm a big fan of that. I've been taking that for three years. I take a, I have a shake every single day. It's a chocolate shake, but some, you know, regular uh, organic peanut butter in it, a banana, um, some ice, some almond milk. And I love it. I enjoy it. And it's good for me, right? So that's a supplement in a sense, right? But there's foods. If I wanted to eat all of that stuff and put it in my diet, I could do that, which I still do. But there's no way I could consume all that without a supplement. And it makes me feel really good and it gives me more energy and all that stuff. So some of you that are listening are like, well, Scott, you know, I don't believe in supplements. That's okay. You know, I'm just saying that for me personally, like if I don't know enough about it, number one, I'm not going to consume it. Number two, I'm not going to want to sell it. I'm not just going to sell it because it can make money. Okay. So let's just be clear on that. Okay. And that's why I was always up to this point saying I would never, ever, ever sell supplements because it's a, it's a tough market. It's competitive. It's just downright ruthless. You got people leaving negative reviews. You got people upvoting and downvoting and all of that stuff that I didn't want to be a part of. Okay. So now let's fast forward a little bit. And, uh, recently, I met a guy, I'd say recently, probably within the past year, and you guys heard me talk about him maybe here and there, um, you know, he's a personal trainer. He has a personal training business where he trains people, uh, you know, women, men, kids, uh, athletes, you know, he's got his own, his own gym, um, you know, just a great guy and so knowledgeable, right? 
So we got talking a lot about that over, you know, over dinner, uh, him and uh, myself, my wife, his wife, we went out to dinner and we just got casually talking about what we do. And uh, and that's where I started telling him, I'm like, man, you could really take your fitness stuff online. You can start being a trainer online and all that stuff. But that's for another conversation. So I really gave him all of that information, which was really awesome. But what I'm trying to say here is, in so many words, is that, you know, you just never know about the conversations that you have could lead into someone else that's an expert that might have knowledge that you don't have, but you might have interest in. So by doing that or by having that conversation, I then started to think, I started to get my wheels turning about his knowledge. And is there any way that I could tap into his knowledge? Well, that was probably going back six months ago. And him and I have still been you know, talking back and forth on our phones and texting. And, you know, I'm kind of using him also to help me, you know, get back in shape in a sense. I don't use him as a personal trainer right now, although he's offered. Um, I'm going to the gym right now with my son three to four days a week and I'm getting my nutrition back and, you know, dialed in and all that stuff. I'm trying to get back into it. Anyway, I wanted to share this with you because you just never know. So never say never. I'm eating my words kind of again, okay? And I'm willing to admit it. And I think that you should too, if you ever have that happen, don't be stubborn. Um, But let me just kind of lead through some of these different things in my life that came because of people that I've known, okay? Or people that I've come across, okay? Because, you know, life has a funny way of creating our path. So, and I want you to kind of go through maybe and start thinking about, now I did episode 125 where I talk all about my journey, right? When I started, when I was a 19 year old kid, you know, who said a lot of times, I would never do this, I would never do that, right? That kid, and I took you all the way through my journey up till now, so that's episode 125. If you want to check that out, definitely go listen to that after you get listening to this episode, so that's theamazingseller.com forward slash 125, a lot of people listen to that, thousands of people, by the way, and I got a lot of emails from people saying how much they enjoyed that and it really resonated with them. Because I was a lot like them, and I still am, right? I'm just an average person, you know, a regular guy, regular dude, (laughs) depending on, you know, what era you come from. I'm a dude. Uh, So, yeah, just a regular guy. Um, But here's kind of like, and I'm just going to, I kind of wrote these down so I could kind of go through these to kind of let you see at like a a higher view of how I've either been inspired or that I've, you know, listened to certain people and got these ideas. Uh, I just wanted to kind of take you through again quickly, uh, you know, these different people that triggered something in me to do something. Okay. So number one is my dad. Okay. And I need to mention my dad because, you know, growing up, you know, I seen him work hard, three jobs sometimes, but, you know, he was a craftsman. He's, he was always in kind of like the construction field. Um, he was always building things and he was good with his hands. He was a farmer growing up, but then he became more of a craftsman where, you know, he could build things. He could deconstruct things and put things back together. And I learned that from him. Uh, he was, uh, you know, gracious enough to uh, have me work for him and then, you know, kind of teach me the craft or the trade. And then from there, I was able to put my own spin on it. And then that's where we built that into his company to where we built that into, you know, a couple million dollar a year business and having, you know, multiple, uh, you know, crews that I was running as a foreman and all that stuff. But that all happened because of what my dad taught me. 
right? So that was, that was like, you know, the one, the first thing that I could say that, that was someone that inspired me and that motivated me to want to do that, right? And I got to be honest, when I would take a house and let's say that it was like really, really ugly looking, like it needed like paint and it needed all, you know, the, the windows were, were, were uh, you know, like just all just weathered and, you know, like all of the, the roof, all of that stuff. And we would go and do a whole house over and give it a facelift. It felt really, really good. Like I would stand back and look at that and be like proud of that. Like that's something that I did, right? I, I just made someone's life better. Yes, they paid us, but I made their life better. All the way back then, I had pride in what I did, all right? But anyway, my dad, okay? So he was like the first one that I want to highlight here. Um, he taught me the construction trade, okay? And right now, today, if I needed to, I could go and get back into the remodel business and I guarantee I could be up and running in a couple months and have business. I know I could. So I can take that with me forever, all right? The next person I want to mention is my wife, okay? Because of my wife and her passion for photography, she is the one that said, maybe we should start doing this part-time photography thing. So now because of that, I've got this wealth of knowledge that we've built over the years in photography because she kind of triggered something in me to want to look into it. Now, I don't currently sell in the photography space, although I've thought about it, all right, because we know a lot about that space. It's very competitive, but also it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of accessories, I guess, but when you get into more of the expensive stuff, then you're talking about moving parts and lenses and all that stuff. I just didn't want to tackle that stuff, but... What I, what I want to say here is my wife, because of her, now if I would have married someone else, they might have had different passions and I might not, never would have went into the photography space. I never would have had that as part of my DNA, I guess, as you would say now, because it's kind of been, it's been fused into, into my blood, right? It, it's like now it's part of me. It's what I know. If someone has questions about photography, I could probably help them with that. If someone, uh, if someone has a, uh, editing you know, with Photoshop, I can help them with that because of my wife who kind of, I guess, uh, introduced me to this photography thing and pushed me and pushed us into starting our own photography business. Okay. Then it also allowed me to start thinking about marketing. I started to really develop a passion for marketing and to see how people responded to certain marketing. I got really, really obsessed with that. And that's what really got me thinking about online stuff, right? I'm like, oh, this online marketing thing, this is kind of interesting. And the first person I want to mention, you guys have might or might not have heard of this guy. And I followed him probably for the first eight months, maybe to a year. Uh, and then from there, I kind of went my own way. Um, but I have to give him credit. I have to give him credit for kind of turning this light bulb on and saying like, this is an opportunity. Um, and his name is John Thornhill. Um, you guys may or may not have heard of him. Uh, I first got introduced to him through eBay. He was currently selling on eBay and then he was teaching people how to sell on eBay. And, uh, and he's also done eBooks. He's also done other information products on, you know, how to create affiliate websites and all of that stuff. He's done a little bit of everything, but what got me interested in him is he was really down to earth. He was really clear and concise and concise. And he, he just had a great way of explaining things and he opened my eyes to eBay and that's where I started dabbling in eBay. All right. So now, and I, I promise guys, the reason why I'm saying all this is because I want you to be aware of the people that you are, um, you know, around or that are being introduced to. And then from there, thinking about the opportunities that come from that person. So John Thornhill, like I said, I want to give him props because he was the one that first got me thinking about selling online. And I'm not even sure how I found him or an email that came through or whatever, 
but I did. Maybe I was just researching how to sell online and I came across him and he was the first one, but he's the first one that got me interested, okay? And then the rest, I kind of just learned along through with other people, you know, picking up a piece here and a piece there and then, you know, starting my own, you know, photography online business, all right? Now, I need to mention Ryan Daniel Moran from Freedom Fast Lane. okay? I started listening to his podcast before I even started hearing about Amazon. I think I got turned down from him from maybe like eventual millionaire Jamie Tardy, and um, and then I just started listening to his podcast. He started talking a little bit about selling on Amazon, and then that got me interested, right? And then once I got interested, I started paying a little bit more attention to him and seeing what he was doing, and and I really loved what he had to say, but he wasn't going deep enough for me. Um, so that's where I started thinking to myself, I'd really like to start another, or I'd like to start a podcast. And then from there, I started, and obviously before that, before that time, not obviously, you guys don't know, but before that time, I had been listening to Pat Flynn for the longest time. Ever since he started a podcast, I was listening to him. Then I started listening to John Lee Dumas, right? So they were podcasting. I'm thinking to myself, well, what am I going to podcast about? I really have nothing to podcast about. But then once I, uh, I you know, caught wind of, of Ryan Moran and him with his Amazon stuff, and then he was podcasting, I'm like, you know what, maybe I could podcast, meet other people like Ryan, and then, you know, Maybe I can have them on the show. I can interview them, and then I can be learning along this process. You guys, a lot of you already know that story, and that's kind of how I decided to do the podcast. I'm so glad that I have. Uh, so, you know, Pat Flynn, I got to give him props. Um, if Pat Flynn is listening, thank you very much, bud. And John Lee Dumas, I had him on the show, and I was on his show, EO Fire. Um, and yes, uh, you know, I was, uh, uh, you know, totally following what he was doing because it really intrigued me to be able to reach people like I am right now. So Pat Flynn, John Lee Dumas, those guys are the ones that I have to mention again. I paid attention to them and then it got me interested in this podcasting thing, right? And then I need to mention Chris Schaefer. Some of you may or may not know Chris. Chris is a great friend of mine and I I initially reached out to him in a, in a uh, public a Facebook group that him and I were both part of about Amazon and him and I were just, we would always talk back and forth or answer each other's questions or we would private message each other. And then I asked him, I said, Hey, would you want to form like a four or five person mastermind group? And we can just talk about this Amazon stuff because I really, I'm, I'm at the level now where I'm doing $10,000 a month and I'd like to talk to other people that are doing $10,000 a month. Would you be interested? And he was like, yeah, that'd be great. So then we picked three or four other people and, um, since then, we, we've actually, there's a few people that are still, that, that we're still uh, talking to within that group. And, and it's not that we aren't talking to those other people because we just disliked them. It's just we kind of grew apart. But Chris, I really resonated with. He's a young guy. Uh, you know, he's under 30 years old. You know, I'm 43. So I'm older than he is, but he's a smart, smart guy. He knows a lot more about the e-commerce space and all of that. So, you know, I really got interested in, in his business model, but also of his knowledge. And because of that, that's where the private label classroom kind of came about because I was getting a lot of people that said, Scott, would you teach this stuff? Would you, would you talk about this stuff and, uh, and, and teach us and, you know, maybe one-on-one, maybe group coaching. And I really wasn't sure if I wanted to go down that route. And that's where Chris and I talked and we kind of came up with a thing that, you know, he could really help you know, in this, because he has a lot of experience in the e-commerce space and I've got, and he's also dealing with Amazon businesses that aren't just his own. So he's got a lot of knowledge there and I didn't want to just go in there myself because I didn't feel I had, uh, had enough to give. So that's where Chris Schaefer came in, but I never would have been able to do that if I didn't reach out to Chris and start that mastermind group and him and I form that relationship. Right. And now let me just say this as well. Chris Schaefer and I are actually going to possibly we haven't finalized this yet, 
partner up and do this uh, this uh, supplement thing. He's going to kind of help me along with it because there's external stuff that I want to tap into, the funnel creation thing, and that's where Chris would come in. So again, I know Chris, but I didn't know him before a year and a half ago, and now because of that, I'm able to now maybe, maybe partner up and do something bigger than myself by tapping into his knowledge, right, and his expertise and his connections, right? So you see how this all kind of ties together? And then the last person I want to mention, and this is the most current, is my daughter's friend or her father or her friend's father. Yeah, her friend's father. That's what I want to say, right? So I met him at a school function. We hit it right off. We got talking about just health and nutrition and working out and all that stuff. And then uh, we had coffee and then, you know, we talked uh, over dinner. And then that's where I kind of started seeing that he had a huge amount of knowledge and a huge passion for this, right? He had a huge passion. So because we had similar interests, I reached out to him and I said, hey, you know, is this something that you'd be interested in doing? Would you want to kind of be the forefront? Would you want to be someone um, that we could create content around? Is this something that you would want to be supportive in? And everything was like, yes, yes, yes. Like he was so excited and pumped up because he told me, you know, straight up, he's like, I've thought about getting into this. I just had no idea how, and I'm not really sure I want to know how. I just know that I have a passion for the body and what makes the body run smoothly and what what is preventing the body from you know performing at its peak levels and all of this stuff. So he has this almost like a Tim Ferriss, right? He's experimented a lot on himself, but he's also read a lot of other experiments that other people have done. And he's he's just learned, he's just a wealth of knowledge that I never would have, right, without being able to know him, right? But I didn't know him a year ago. Okay, maybe a year ago, I didn't know him personally to where we could just, you know, fly, you know, fly a text to each other, right? Just randomly text each other. Now I do, right? And now we're in talks of like, what would you want to see? Okay, before I even went to Amazon, I said, what would you want to see in a supplement that you see that your clients could use, right? And then he came back with, this is what I would want. First one, second one, this is what I would want. Third one, this is what I would want. Fourth one, this is what I would want. Fifth one, this is what I want. So that he's got five right now that he's like, these are the five that I would want. Now, I have no idea if these are selling on Amazon. I have no idea if these are things that people are actually going to buy. So what does Scott do? Scott goes back to his little computer and he goes into Jungle Scout and he types in, or first he goes to Amazon, he types in the, the first supplement, he goes to Jungle Scout and he sees the demand. He sees everything Okay, that I've taught you guys and told you guys that I do when I'm doing product research. I did everything. And then I said, this one looks really, really good. This one, not so good, right? But that second one, let's say, that didn't look so good, it could have been just the way that he was addressing that market, okay? Maybe we need to reverse that and position it to a different market. It does a bunch of different things, but maybe we need to custom tailor it to that particular person, Okay, if it's a woman over 40 that is, um, you know, deficient in something, we need to address that, right? So, again, by him knowing all of this stuff, I can just literally go to him and ask him questions and immediately get the answer. The other thing is he's good on camera. He looks the part, right? So, because of that, I can use him as the forefront of this brand, right? So, Again, you guys can tell I'm pretty excited about this. I have no idea if it's going to work. I have no idea. Right now, we are talking to suppliers right now. We're trying to get a couple of custom formulations done. It's a whole nother animal. Um, you know, Chris Schaefer is, uh, you know, pretty much 
pretty much committed to this as well. Um, so again, I'm not officially uh, going to say because we aren't launched yet, but once we launch, um, I will let you guys know. And whether it's a, a a success or a flop, I'll let you know that too. And I'll let you know all of the hiccups and everything along the way. But I wanted to do this because it's an opportunity that I just couldn't pass up. And you know what? The guy that is creating the supplement line is a great person. He wants nothing but the best for people. And the other person, Chris Schaefer, is just a great person to have on the team, if you want to call it that, because he knows a lot about the external stuff. Because you guys have talked, or you guys have heard me talk about Amazon to me is the testing ground. It's a place to start selling rather quickly. But then we want to start building our external funnels. I mean, we've got plans to build out an external funnel on Facebook. Go from Facebook ad to a landing page to a piece of content, right? And then that content will be wrapped with or around the product, right? And then we've got them on an email list. We can follow up with another email from who? Not me, the expert. And he's going to have another question that he's going to address from his clients. Now, you've got to remember, he's got phys- he's got clients that are coming into his practice, right? So because of that, I'm not even sure if you call a trainer, a practice, if that's a practice. I don't even know. I just threw that out there. It sounds good, right? It sounds like I've got my own dentist uh, or my dental practice or I've got my own, uh, you know, whatever, right? You, you sound you sound like good. So let's just say that he has <laughs> he has his own practice, right? He's got his own, he's a trainer, right? He's got people that come in there and they ask him for nutrition advice and they ask him to train them to lose weight or become more fit, all right? So he has people coming in there with real struggles, real problems. And he's told me a lot of times he feels more like a psychiatrist sometimes than he does a trainer because a lot of times it's the mental. You guys all know that, right? But um, so be, being, a, being able to have him be the forefront is going to be amazing because he's passionate about it. And he's going to be able to deliver such great content because, again, he knows about it, right? So what I want to say here, and again, I'm rambling a little bit, but I'm excited and I want you guys to realize that everything I just talked about, all the way from my dad teaching me the, you know, the, the, the craftsmanship, you know, that uh, to, to learning a trade, to my wife exposing me to photography, to John Thornhill showing me about or exposing me to selling online, to Ryan Moran, you know, uh, bringing up Amazon in one of his podcasts and then me being able to look into it and see if it's for me, Pat Flynn, John Lee Dumas to, you know, to them for recognizing or for me to, to be able to, uh, to see that they were podcasts and then recognize that it's something that I could possibly do. Chris Schaefer being a wealth of information and also, uh, allowing me to be able to go ahead and teach this stuff, helping me teach this stuff in a sense inside of my classroom, uh, because he does know a lot about the e-commerce space and, you know, being the amazing seller podcast, right? It's not to me. And when I started this thing, yes, it's all about Amazon in the beginning, but it's going to be much bigger than that. And moving forward, the amazing seller isn't just going to be about selling on Amazon. It's about building a business. All right. And having Chris Schaefer on board allowed me to see that bigger picture and to see that potential and then being able to help me with it. So that's Chris Schaefer. And then again, my daughter's uh, friend's father, Being able to talk to him and meet him now has introduced this new opportunity to me that I'm probably going to jump on. Actually, I am going to jump on, all right? So bottom line is you need to pay attention to people and possible opportunities. They're everywhere, okay? I want you, here's your homework, okay? I'm going to give you homework. I don't normally give you homework on the podcast, but I'm going to give you homework. I want you to take a pad of paper and I want you to list down 
Every person that you can think of that that has made a difference in your life as far as something that's changed in your life, right? Like you can see there right away, like I went down my list and I've got probably more, but let me just, again, my dad taught me about, you know, the, the, the initial parts of business, but also, a, you know, learning a trade. My wife introduced me to photography, John Thornhill selling online, Ryan Moran, Amazon business, you know, uh, John Lee Dumas and Pat Flynn podcasting, Chris Schaefer, Amazon teaching. Uh, and e-commerce, and then my daughter's friend about health and nutrition, right? So you can see there's there's bullet points here you can write down. What are the people, or who are the people that you can say, these are the people that made me think of something, or that introduced me to someone, that got me that new job, or that got me uh, that opportunity to be able to, you know, go to that event, and then I went to that event, and I met another person, and that person introduced me to something else, right? There's always different connection points that you can see if you follow along, and in this business, okay, you need to be aware, because this way here, you can you can go ahead and broaden what you know by tapping into what other people know, and there's a lot of people out there, a lot of people that have tons and tons of information that's locked up in their head that they just don't understand how to get it out there. And one thing you could do is you could be that person that helps them get it out there, all right? So really, really important that I wanted to you know do this podcast to share it with you because I think it's really, really important. So the last thing I want to go over here is I got eight little key points here I want to go over, okay? What I've realized about building a real business, the long game. Number one, find the market and help them, okay? Find the market and help them, okay? That's number one. Okay. Number two, listen to their problems or passions or both. Okay. And start communicating with them. Okay. Number three is create content that can answer their questions first and do this regularly. Okay. So listen to their problems or passions or both and then create content that can answer their questions first regularly. Four, wrap content around your products. Okay, and again, I'll be talking more about this in the future because it's something that I'm working on right now. I'm going to be doing more of moving forward. Okay, so that's number four: wrap content around your product. So as you're as you're answering questions, you also want to be you know referring over to the solution, which is your product. Okay, five: build that email list. Okay, that is really like number one that you should be doing. Okay, building that email list. Because then when you create that content, you can immediately feed them with that content. Okay, and then number six is engage with them. So number five was build that email list, but six is engaging with them. Really important that you can engage with them, getting their feedback, getting their problems, getting the things that they're struggling with, getting their passions, all of that stuff. So then you can communicate better with them and create the content that's going to really resonate with them. Okay, seven, have a face to your business. Okay. Now, if it's not you, find someone that can be that face. I can't, I can't stress this enough. If you can have a face to your business, it makes it just a whole better feel for the customer, right? They can see that person. They can see that passion. All right. That might be a little bit more difficult, but it's, it's definitely possible. Definitely have a face to your business or at least a voice. All right. Number eight, and this is the final one, give value and always over deliver. Okay, that is, okay, what I've realized since being online, creating businesses, not just this particular business on Amazon or even the amazing seller, but it's always come back to building a real business means looking at the long game, okay? How can you help people in that market, period, 
okay? And then the rest, it's just procedure, okay? It really is, right? You find those problems, those passions or whatever, okay? You listen to the people that you are serving in that market. You create valuable content that over delivers to them. You answer their questions and you do this on a regular basis. You wrap your content around the products that you sell. And a lot of times you can find out what products to sell by listening to your audience and listening to your customer base, right? If you built that email list, you can reach out to them and say, hey, thinking about doing this new product about this, that, and the other thing, what would you like to see in it? Or what are the three products right now that you use the most in your, in your whatever, you know, your whatever hobby that you're in? You know, so then from there, you can go ahead and see what next product you should be, uh, you know, launching. Okay. Or maybe they can build it with you. Okay. There's a lot of different things you can do there. Okay. And then, I mean, it's bottom line is engaging with them. Having a face to your business, like I said, though, is huge. And then giving value and always over delivering. So that's it in a nutshell, guys. I know it's a pretty big nutshell, but there's a lot there. And I know we kind of went a little bit, um, a little bit in different directions here today, but I really just wanted to sit down and let you guys know the story behind how I stumbled on this new product idea and how you can too, okay? Because I do believe that. I believe we're surrounded. And in today's world with social media and all of the different tools and resources that we have available, it's never been easier. I believe that wholeheartedly, okay? You have to understand right now it is easier than ever. Now, I say easy, but I'm not going to, uh, you know, kind of make it sound like all you got to do is click a few buttons and it's that easy. All I'm saying is the tools are there. You have to tap into them. You do have to do the work. You have to put in the time, the effort, and the hard work. It's the long game, not the short game, all right? So, guys, that is it. That is going to wrap up this episode, okay, again, number 182, so if you want the show notes to this one, the transcripts to this one as well, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash 182, all of the links will be there, like I said, the show notes will be there, and the transcripts, full transcripts are there to download or to just read on the blog, all right, and the last thing I want to remind you guys, if you guys are brand spanking new and you're just getting started on Amazon, and let me just, again, say this too. I, I said I was going to be done here. I, I am done. But let me just fin- finalize with this here is that you know Amazon is a great place to test and verify products, okay, and a business concept. It's a great place because you have buyers instantly there, right? But we are also going to be talking about how to create your own channel and to create that content strategy and how to put the face to the business. All of that stuff is really important later, but it's a great way to get started on Amazon. So if you guys are brand new and you wanted to get started by validating products and finding products and all of that stuff and see the exact path that I used going through, I've created a 10-day free course for you, okay? It walks you through Every single thing from product research to product launch to promoting it and everything in between, all right? And you can get that by heading over to freeprivatelabelcourse.com. Again, that's freeprivatelabelcourse.com. You'll instantly get the first email, which that will be the outline of everything that will be delivered. And then over the next 10 days, you will get a lesson each day in bite-sized pieces walking you through the entire process with action steps. All right, so you can actually do it. All right, so once again, freeprivatelabelcourse.com, 
Go check it out, register there, and you'll immediately get the uh, the first lesson. All right, so that's it, guys. That's going to wrap it up. I will be in touch. I will be definitely keeping you guys posted on this on this uh, experiment, uh, you know, that we can, I guess we can call it an experiment in a sense, because I have no idea what it's going to do, um, but I do believe by the numbers and uh, by the different people that I have involved, I think it's going to be really, really awesome, and I'm excited to be working around this, uh, this uh, concept and also working with, you know, my daughter's friend's husband and uh, and Chris Schaefer. It's just going to be really, really awesome and I can't wait to share it with you. All right, so that's it, guys. That's going to wrap it up. Remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I'm rooting for you. But you have to, you have to. Come on, say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day and I'll see you right back here on the next episode.